SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. From the KSHP studios in Las Vegas, it's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Had a fun first hour. Vinny Maliulo joined us, our good friend from LVDC. Yeoman's work out at the South Point. Tony Neville from Treasure Island is going to join us today. I didn't tell you, Stevie. I mean, not that you're at all interested in what I do in my free time. Saturday, went over to T.I. Oh, did you? Went over, played the ponies over at uh, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sportsbook. How'd you do? I started slow, hit one big one, a good one, and then gave a lot of it back. But basically a wash. A a great fun day. All right. Didn't lose anything. Oh, by the way, and then on the way back, actually, I forgot. No, that was Sunday. Sunday, I made the rounds. I was over Suncoast, saw Mike Lewis, went over Red Rock, hit the uh, double at Del Mar. Nice. And that was a kind of a, another get out. It was, a, it was a wash of a weekend. It was a, the roller coaster ride. Did you, well, I love the ponies. <clears throat> Did you grab some eats at TI while you were there? Oh, yeah. What'd you have? I, I got the fish and chips. There you go. Steve Carp had... Uh, I don't know what he was wolfing down. There were sparks for fun. It went, it went too fast. <laughs> <Sparks> <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we had a great time. I mean, honestly, it's fun to get out once in a while, make the rounds. And Tony Neville's phenomenal. He's going to be with us in just a little bit. Uh, speaking of eats, treasure uh, our friends over at uh, John Smith Subs. Tis a Tuesday. You got to join the sub club. I'm telling you, you'll be glad you did. Buy one sub, any size sub. Buy one, get one free on Tuesdays. Hard to beat that. It is hard to beat. It's fantastic deals on fantastic food at John Smith. We were talking a lot of football, preseason, some college. And we're going to be doing tomorrow, by the way, with Kenny White. uh, Kenny White uh, will be with us Thursday. Mark Lawrence is tomorrow, Wednesday. We're doing the Independence and the Pac-12 tomorrow. So... Our conference previews, now you know it's close. I mean, it's the little thing that are triggers for you. Okay, we're doing the Pac-12. Oh, wait a minute. That means next week we got the SEC, then the Sun Belt, and it's ready to go. College football. We usually time it out. Mark Lawrence plans it out. He's smart. How, how, and it's, just, it's so much fun doing these conference previews. You find these little nuggets of information where history truly does repeat itself. And he does a great work with the coaches and coordinators and these are their trends. And you know what's amazing? You know, a lot of this, it's ATS stuff. Right. You know what I mean? They, okay, yeah, they may not be winning the game, but this coach is 16-2 and two catching points. 
right. in certain situations. It's really good information. Yeah, I, I, I love those nuggets that, that he drops there. The, I, I just want to real quick, like the Pac-12 feels down to me over the past few years. What, what in the overview, how did it come The out? work I've done on the Pac-12 and, you know, you know Mark's Magazine and the stuff we're going to talk about tomorrow, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he says, but it's down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's really down. And the one thing across the board, it appears the recruiting wars have not gone very well for the Pac-12. Right. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know, especially uh, California. I, I get Oregon. You know, when when Kelly was there, he he got he got a culture going, and and then you could you could drop uh, guys up there. Um, from California, now that that's changed. I mean, changed, Stanford, I, I right? It. I mean, you know, Shaw, all those great teams yeah. he had. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, great school. I mean, incredible, you know, school right. academically. Right, right. But this guy was like, he was a farm system for the NFL. Yeah. Shaw can't get anybody good to go to Stanford yeah. anymore. No, that, that that's a little surprising to me. That Shaw has, has the, the record and reputation that he does, and he's not able to to get people to go there now, and and no one's going to UCLA USC anymore. They're 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 not drawing kids e- either into Southern California or able to keep the kids that are in Southern California. I I, I don't I don't know. I, I find it very interesting what's happened to the Pac-12. And the one thing about I mean the Pac-12, they're not very good in bowls. No, no, they're not. You know, I mean. I like the league. Those games are fun to watch. It's mm-hmm. a fun league. Yeah. But, man, when they go against the big boys, some, I mean, across the board, you know, maybe the, the Rose Bowl, maybe they, they do okay against the Big Ten, the Rose Bowl. But, boy, they get in some of these other bowls, fade the Pac-12. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just – I don't know what happened. I, and we'll have to find out from somebody who knows more than I do about this. But it, it just feels like, I don't know, five, ten years now – that, that that conference has been down, and they're not performing. They don't perform well against one another. They don't perform well in bowls. They're not able to recruit. I don't know what's going on. Hey, Tony Neville's going to join us in our next segment. Don't forget they're taking entries for the Super Contest. Super Contest this weekend at the Westgate, August 27th. We'll be doing Vegas Sportsbook Radio there with Jay Cornegay and the gang. Saturday, still some openings for the golf tournament. A good friend of ours just got to force them to go into that. And you'll have a great time. Come in, sign up for the Super Contest, giving 10 entries away. And don't forget our friends at Terribles, Terrible Herbs all around the valley. If you can't make it there, they'll bring it to you. Check out the Terrible Herbs app. Coming back to Vegas on Sportsbook Radio, heading to the Strip and a chat with Tony Neville from Treasure Island. Loser is such a harsh word. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. You're telling me during the break, I didn't see this. Interesting. You said, did you hear about the quarterback that signed with the hockey team? And I got, I guess the quarterback, I got, that was a good guess. Yeah, well done by you. But go ahead, tell them the story here. This is intriguing. So, you, you tell me about Derek King. Where, where was he last year? He's now with Miami, Florida, right? I bet, well, you, I bet Derek King to win the Heisman when he was at Houston. Okay. And he got hurt. Okay. Now he's at Miami. All right. And I believe he's like 30 to 1 to win the Heisman. All right. I think the Florida Panthers are trying to tell you something here. So Wait to hear this one. The, the, the Florida Panthers announced yesterday that they have signed Derek King as part of the Panthers' first-of-its-kind NIL program. I'm not sure. NIL stands for That's the, the athlete. image. image okay. That's where they make their dough. All right. Um, uh, King will become the Panthers' first Florida athlete um, first collegiate athlete to send an NIL uh, with a professional sports team. So they're going to use his image. Um, they're going to use him on social media uh, to promote the Florida Panthers. Says he's going to be appear at some Panthers games and events, engage with fans on social media, and produce digital content. And it also calls on him to work with the Panthers to develop a merchandise collection, co-branded art, and his own <laughs> his own exclusive concession menu at Panthers games. Right. I read that last night and I forgot. I mean, okay, he's the quarterback for the Miami Hurricanes. Okay, their backyard. Mm-hmm. No, I get the but I mean, there. but I mean, you're sitting here going, okay, they're throwing, they're going to throw big money at this kid. They got to be thinking this. Guy, I mean, he's got a great year. They may be thinking he's in the Heisman race. That must be what they're thinking, because they need him to be more popular to really make this work. And so, you know, I, I'm sure that's this, what the I don't. Are let's thinking. bring Tony Neville in, our dear friend from Treasure Island, buddy. We're scratching the surface here with this NIL stuff and the college kids making money now. How's that all going to play out? I don't know. If the boosters are outside the state and they got sports betting on Heisman Trophy winner, maybe they think they can get a couple of good numbers with some of that, uh, you know, the uh, the good old fellows fund or whatever they call it, you know, that uh, they have for, for uh, a, a you know, place to pull some dollars from. Maybe they're looking to make some more money out of it. I just wonder the chemistry in the room with the college kids, you know, the, the kids sitting next to you. I guess you root for them, but... Human beings are, you know, spiteful, jealous, and you know, you want sometimes. I, I, you wonder a little bit how it plays out from a, a chemistry aspect. Well, from a marketing aspect, in 2020, he played in the Cheez It Bowl, so that may say something about him. He may have some of that orange stuff on his fingertips. Cheez Its are good. I like Cheez Its. Of course. <laughs> He's five foot eleven, Brian. I mean, 23 years old, Manville, Texas. Um, it is what it is. He weighs 202 pounds. Can he make it through a season? Now, I think that's the first question. Yeah, well, the difference is they're putting caviar on their Cheez-Its. <laughs> well, at his house they are. I don't know if they are anyplace else. Hey, I was I telling... Good news, though. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I think the good news is... is is it's going to bring attention to programs. It may not be for all the right reasons, but I think he's playing 
uh, in the correct conference in order to get more notoriety than some of the players on some of the other teams this year. Hey, I was telling Stevie in the previous segment, I had not mentioned it to him, that we came down to see you over the weekend to play the horses. And um, the book is spectacular, Tony. Had a nice crowd in there. Your tellers do a great job. Boom, boom, boom. They they know when a race is about to go. They hustle you in. Believe me, if you get shut out, it's your fault. The food was great. It's, it's a wonderful atmosphere, man. Uh, thank you for the hospitality. We had a great time coming down to see you Saturday. Well, it's always a lot of fun to have you and any of your guests come down here, just like it is with any of our other guests, whether they're staying here at the Treasure Island or across the street at one of the other locations. It's a fun place. We try to make it as enjoyable as possible, and we try to expedite that process when you're at the betting windows so that people don't get shut out. And then, of course, having the 10 self-service machines, that really uh, helps to take off any pressure that might be there for someone that's waiting until the last second to get a bet in. Hey, man, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I just want you to know you looked really comfortable in Mr. Ruffin's seat. Well, he was on vacation, and I'm sure (laughs) he would have been happy to know that I warmed the seat up because he's back. And today, the first question he asked me is, what happened yesterday? And with all the favorites that got there yesterday – Again, it was what we call a Monday shellacking for Monday evening. And the good news was was one of the games that got rained out would have led, if it fell the wrong way for us, would have led to even more red bleeding. So the bleeding has stopped. Today's a new day. And, you know, just with the way that this thing shook out at free agent deadline, trade deadline, uh, the good teams got really good, and the bad teams got exceptionally bad. Hey, listen, like anything, there are good days and bad days. You have a bad day, and you get the call, and you got to give the report card. I mean, you didn't give up the walk-off grand slam, or you didn't throw the interception for a touchdown, but you got at the end of the day, it's a bottom-line deal. you got to answer to it. But I know for you, it's a big deal to have an owner that's hands-on, cares about sports, he cares about horses, to the point where there were contractual disputes and he stuck his neck out in the summer months to put up track prices on the Kentucky Derby, which could have, I mean, the grenade could have gone off. But it's got to be good to have, you know, the owner's support and realizing how important the sports book is to the property. Yeah, and it's real unfortunate to the state of Nevada that we cannot come to, to some kind of collective bargaining agreement between us and Churchill Downs. And the issue has been in the past, in the past year and this upcoming year is uh, a failure to negotiate and it's really hurt both sides. We're hoping that things get resolved but that's the good thing when you do have a hands-on owner like Mr. Ruffin where he is willing to take that risk to make sure the race players have a good time with that full track odds even though we we did book those uh, races that we were allowed to by the state of Nevada paying full track odds. Next segment, we'll dive into preseason football. Get your take on some college, some more college football stuff that was interesting about Derek King, Stevie. The the baseball stuff, though, Tone, we're seeing some teams getting on those tootsie rolls. Tampa four game winning streak. I mean, look at the Phillies going bonkers with an eight game winning streak, and then we got the losing streaks. And I know the baseball players they love to jump on those streaks, yay or nay. And you better have your head in a swivel. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's not real hard to look at the top of each one of the divisions and see who's there. The White Sox, after going stale for about the previous uh, three to four weeks, have gotten to where they've got some players back. They're hitting the ball with confidence now. Uh, you know, they've got a 
game lead in their division. But, I mean, Tampa Bay even. Uh, Tampa Bay's been consistent. Boston got just ice cold at the wrong time. They're 2-8 and eight their last 10. The Yankees are trying to come on. Uh, they're three games behind Boston uh, there in the East. But they're 8-2 and two in their last 10. But these really good teams, again, have gotten so much better. Let's not forget to talk about the East, where you got the Braves, the Phillies, the Mets, and the Nationals. And even though the Nationals had a fire sale, the Mets have cooled off. The Braves want to be competitive, but the Phillies are 8-2 and two their last 10. So, you know, these teams that get on these hot streaks, the betters know it, and that's the only way to go to the window is following the streak this time of year on baseball, Brian. Tony Neville from TI is joining us. He's sticking around. We're taking a brief respite coming back. If you're coming in from out of town, highly advise you get yourself a mobile app. Makes your trip that much more enjoyable. The STN mobile app stations casinos all around the valley up to a $500 sign-up bonus. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot with our bud Tony Neville from Treasure Island. Coming right back, Sirius 204 and along the Sports Grid Radio Network. Congratulations. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP studios in Las Vegas, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Tony Neville from Treasure Island, kind enough to join us here, as he always does, on a Tuesday. And let me bring Mr. Neville back in. Buddy, I want to give you the update. Our Bill Mott Philly that we're waiting for to come running back worked out today. Slow breeze, nothing special. Hoping we get a good price next time she comes back. What do you uh, predicting the price will be on that horse? Uh, it depends. I mean, this horse, more moonshine is the name of the horse. three-year-old filly. Won in the slop at Saratoga. Man alive. I mean, the way she ran, I, you know, she could be anything, buddy. I, I don't know what the buyer figure come back, but, I mean, I have... I have high hopes. I mean, you, you could be talking some maybe, you know, juvenile filly something or other in the Breeders' Cup. I'm hoping. Well, you know, I, I can't wait. We're getting so close to all these great races as we finish up August and September before Breeders' Cup hits us there, the end of October, 1st of November. So it, it should be a good time had by all. You know, this last Friday, a friend of mine here in Las Vegas has a piece of a racehorse. And he told me, he says, you know, Tony, if my racehorse can come in and win this weekend going against some pretty tough horses, um, I'm going to be ready to try to get her up to the Breeders' Cup. And his horse won, but let me tell you, the finish were three heads across the track. Yeah. And anytime you, you have that, you know, when it's your friends, when it's local, you know, it just escalates your rooting interest because you like to see your hometown friends 
you know, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, or horse racing, when somebody's involved with a team, you always want to root for their team. Well, I'm telling you, buddy, football's ready to rock and roll. What a great fall this is going to be. I mean, the summer went quick because we had deep seasons in the NBA and NHL, but we've got the FedEx Cup playoffs into a Ryder Cup, and then the Breeders' Cup, football, hockey, and hoops will be back before you know it. No, oh, by the way, the stretch run in baseball in the, in the playoffs, Stevie, into the World Series. There's a lot on the proverbial menu. I love baseball. I can't wait for the playoffs in the World Series. I'm all in. And by the way, any horse named Moonshine, I'm in on that too. <laughs> Give me some of that. I have never. Have you ever? I know Tony has had to. <laughs> I mean, I'm right. Okay, Arkansas, right? I mean, I've never. I never sampled it. Does it taste like Prestone? It could be uh, a little bit. Uh, when it hits the stomach, it feels <laughs> exceptionally warm. Yeah. But, uh, we, did, we did have a racehorse at one time, Stevie, which I thought maybe you were referring to. I think it might have been a New York bred. The horse's name was Pumpkin Moonshine. And that sounds like something uh, you might be ready to partake in. But I wanted to let you know, Steve, I know you don't follow racing a whole lot, but that my buddy's horse, the name of the horse is ELM Elm Drive. Got it. So look for her in another stakes race and possibly go into the Breeders' Cup. All right. You I know, wish him all the best. I, I love the, the ponies. And the funny thing is about it, I mean, there there's horse racing handicapping mentality that you absolutely can cross over, Tony, and apply to sports wagering. The company you keep, you know, going up in class, dropping down in class, uh, you would think not. But believe me, there's the, the same mindsets where you're trying to, what is a trainer thinking in terms of trying to put a horse in a spot to improve? You know, blinkers on, blinkers off, first time Lasix, turf to dirt, stretch it out, route to a sprint. The coaches with teams are doing these same things with the adjustments they make. Yeah, and especially uh, for those teams that have looked at film over the last couple of years, and, and they're coming in as a first-year coach because they have an idea what they want to do, and then they're going to look in and see what was successful in the past and what did not work. So, you know, there's so many X's and O's that take place as we go into this college football season that uh, – you got to stay glued to that TV, and, and don't be ashamed if you're watching games and you have to stick to one conference only. Sometimes that's the best handicap in method is to be really good at, at one conference as opposed to being just average trying to cover five or six different conferences. You nailed it, my friend. I do that a lot. I mean, obviously there are many other games, but I think if you focus on a handful of them in, in you, because there's that familiarity – where you've got the eyeball test and you'd seen both teams in previous weeks and you can kind of close your eyes and picture the matchup. But I love, like in basketball, college basketball, I love the Atlantic 10. Yeah, I love the MAC. I love the MAC in college football. The Sun Belt is an interesting college football conference. And those, honestly, it's smart to do some due diligence on those conferences because, Tony, Let's go, what, week usually six, seven, around there, week seven of the college season. All of a sudden, the MAC games and the Sunbelt games end up being weeknight standalone games. Yeah, you got football starting on Tuesday nights, typically. 
And uh, if you've done your homework and you've kept up with the injury reports and how the coaches are doing and, and how the press is treating not only the coaches but the team in general. I mean, one case in point that I'm looking at this year is this uh, Coach Brian Harson will be, the I believe, the first-year coach over at Auburn. And he was uh, really the former, very effective. The former Boise, Bo- the Boise State guy, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's liable to go in there. And Boise State always had uh, several plays that no one ever expected. And yet those guys that come from uh, schools like that, they're not scared to experiment a little bit because nobody knows what to expect from them. No, I think that's great. And I was curious from the power ratings perspective, and believe me, every day we're updating injury news and notes, trying to read about what uh, the practices are like because the college teams, they just get sprung on you, bud. What kind of nuggets have you been picking up and things you're going to be focused on in that first week of college football in three weeks? Well, for me, it's typically kind of a stand back and wait because so many of the first week of of the games are those non-conference games. Occasionally they will uh, throw a tidbit to us to get us kind of excited uh, starting out. And, and, I mean, if we look at that schedule, Brian, you know, it kind of just sticks out to you glaringly that, uh, you know, you got – Nebraska and Illinois. Illinois hadn't been much, but there's Nebraska. You got Hawaii playing UCLA, but you go further down into it, and you look, there's North Carolina playing Virginia Tech. That's going to create some interest. Ohio State, Minnesota, that's going to create some interest. Hey, by the Uh, way, let me just throw this right back at you because we get a handful of Thursday games, but I believe, let me just double check, that is the, isn't it? The uh, the first weekend. Boise State and UCF. Central Florida is a four-point favorite. The total on the game is 71. Those those are two teams, you know, that are always trying to make that statement to scare the big boys and have a shot down the road, and they're playing each other right out of the gate. But Boise starts it with a brand-new coach. Yep. You know, that's the question mark you got with them. So it, it's going to be interesting. But – you do have quite a few mismatches. Uh, the one thing I'll tell uh, most of the people that are listed in, uh, keep watch on the line. Don't be afraid to look and see where the line began and where it goes to. If you've lost too much value, don't play. Uh, but if you're a trend follower and you believe it is the right move in the right direction, then uh, those are the kind of games the first two weeks are, are typically the weeks that we struggle the most with over here, uh, Brian, at the T.I. Tony, I wanted to ask you this. Mark Lawrence is going to have a, a Pac-12 uh, preview on the show tomorrow. I, I, the Pac-12 has lost some of its luster over the past five to ten years, in my opinion. What, why do you think? I, I, I can't figure it out that they're not able to recruit anymore. That they're not, you know, they're not Stanford and USC and and even Oregon uh, of the past few years anymore. I think so much of that is predicated on, on the amount of coaching changes that have taken place. Uh, Pac-12 or Pac-10, whichever way you want to discuss it, has has not been one of the more uh, stable conferences to be coaching in. Either coaches are leaving for bigger jobs than the pros, or they've lost their efficiency and they are let go. Uh, Most of these have traditions that you're referring to, 
that go back to the 60s, 70s, 80s, and early 90s. But once you lose that ability to recruit, and only a handful of coaches and assistant coaches can go out there on the road and get the players and then bring that chemistry you know, up underneath the roof of, of the university and meld it for Saturday afternoons and, and be able to, to make a statement. And right now, teams like Washington, I mean, years ago, Washington was, was always a great franchise. Washington State always, you know, was a stinker. Oregon and Oregon State were stinkers in the last decade. Oregon came around and played really good, but due to some coaching changes and lack of recruiting, uh, things are just getting tougher and tougher. And, and because of the expansion, I think some players are going to other conferences. He's our good friend Tony Neville from Treasure Island. Going to stick with us for one more segment on a Tuesday Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Scott Farrell coming up top of the hour along the Sports Grid Radio Network and on Sirius 204. We'll have Vegas Hockey Hell and our buddy Steve Carp will be with us in studio. Even in the hot summer months, there's a lot going on getting ready for hockey. We do it year-round, and believe me, we take the calls, and we think you'll love it if you're a hockey fan. But we got another segment with Tony Neville on Sportsbook Radio. Don't go anywhere. Coming right back to Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With your Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Follow my dear friend at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing and our buddy Tony Neville over at Treasure Island, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar, is kind enough to join us. I would think, Tony, you got to be really, really happy. The NFL preseason kicks off, but you get two games on Thursday, three games on Friday night. And then Saturday, you get 10 games. And we know what a gong show it is on the strip on the weekend. So I would think you'll be getting a lot of people walking up and betting those football games on Saturday. You better believe it. We're going to have a lot of folks in here playing. But let's not forget, you know, just yesterday or the day before, they opened the borders to Canada. And we also have that Canadian Football League up, who is now in week number two. So the numbers have a little volatility in, in the Canadian football. But for this preseason, again, this first week is going to be a wait and see for a lot of guys because they're going to be watching to see how many starters are actually playing. And I've got a feeling this first week is going to be slow on the starters, but high on those uh, draft picks and also those guys that are playing second and third team uh, position-wise to try to make a name for themselves and watch that injury wire this week because some of these kids that may get some playing time, they may be considered as uh, the number two man going into it or possibly the number one man when they kick off the first week of regular season, Brian. How about the totals this weekend, uh, Tony? Maybe skew toward the unders with all the, you know, we don't know who's playing. They don't know the plays. They're not familiar with the players they're playing with. 
Yeah, that's the that's kind of the way I looked at that uh, Thursday night, that Hall of Fame game. Uh, I noticed there is some movement. Typically, you find that if anybody played that first week, um, whether it be the Steelers or anyone else, that they usually uh, are much better after getting the one game under their belt. I was a little surprised. I think we had the Eagles at one. Now they're up to one and a half. I noticed there's some slight movement going on right now. We're at 33 and a half. Uh, some of the numbers worldwide is uh, up to 34 and a half or 35. So I think in that Steelers and Eagles games, they're expecting the Steelers uh, to be able to, to do a little bit. And, of course, the Eagles are going to have to showcase something after their dismal season last year. And with uh, Philadelphia playing at home, you would expect them to open it up a little bit. But it's uh, it's kind of tough when you know you're using the backups, Steve. Hey, Tony, while we got you on, I want to flip here, but I want to get your opinion on, on Luka Doncic. And, uh, and to, by the way, Luka, if you're listening, my address is 7878 Desert Deer. Send me a million. You'll never miss it. And, and it'll help me out a lot. Um, what, what, what you think of that deal? And uh, he's a fantastic talent. Seems like a really cool guy, you know, in the locker room and, and, and on the court. You know what that's going to do for Dallas, as far as attracting people and just you know how they play here in you know the next five to ten years with him on the on the squad. Well, he's a franchise player. I mean, he makes it from any part on the on the court, whether he's shooting threes. I mean, he can stand out there uh, outside that three point line with the best of them, super long range, and he's dead eye dick out there. Uh, he can't go to the basket on occasion when he needs to, but as far as attracting players, uh, I got to think that there's only going to want to be more players that want to play with his youthful exuberance and know that uh, playing for Mark Cuban that he's got the money to pay them if they're good enough, and we may start seeing uh, a young, developing championship sh- championship team taking place uh, down there in Texas because we know that. Uh, the, the San Antonio Spurs are a long, long way from being a championship team. It's monopoly money, isn't it, bud? It's unbelievable. Well, it makes you wonder, you know, uh, are, are the price of jerseys going up, the price of the seats? Are we going to be paying $50 for a beer? I don't know exactly how they do it, but my guess is is uh, Mark Cuban's probably put his first uh, $20 million into Bitcoin back in the day when it was cheap, and uh, he's got it all in Bitcoin. Maybe that's how they're going to pay him, Bitcoin. Who knows? What happens, do you believe here, Tony, three weeks from college football, we get three weeks of preseason NFL football. How does August shake out from you being a strip property in terms of people coming in? You get you get a lot of Super Bowl wagers, uh, a lot of week one bets. Uh, what are the things that, that they really attack you on here in the month leading up to this? Well, right now they're already betting week one, but right, it's also uh, the the future book is where everybody's at. We don't have anybody coming in looking at future book on NBA or National Hockey League. But after we get to the start of the of the regular season, when we get to week one, when we get to that Labor Day uh, type of date, then people will then start focusing on the NBA and the National Hockey League. Uh, it may be that some of the value may not be there from the wise guys we have living here in the state of Nevada are coming in from outside the state that may have picked a few cherries here, there, and yonder. But uh, we're, we're really excited. Labor Day is usually where we've got that big circle because it's a long uh, three- or four-day weekend, five-day weekend for some people, uh, depending on how they schedule their vacations. But it's a great sports weekend. 
And of course, you know, we've got other things coming up. I think we got the U.S. Tennis Open coming up in the not too distant future. Uh, it, it, NASCAR is winding down. We got people that are still betting as to who's going to win uh, the NASCAR championship. Uh, the golf, you know, is winding down. But uh, when we get to, to September 1st to April 1st, it's nonstop, and we're on roller skates every day here at the TI. Tony, with the NFL coming, I'm just curious. The AFC's really deep. I mean, you know, you sit there, Kansas City, Buffalo, I mean, you know, they could collide again in the championship game. The AFC North is really stout. Indy's a good football team if they can get healthy. Tennessee's got Derrick Henry. They're a monster. The AFC's really deep. The NFC, you know, uh, you sit here and you, you stare at it. You know, the Packers, you got to look you know, long and hard at them to maybe give Brady and the Bucks a push again. But I could see somebody maybe sneaking in here and making some noise in the NFC. Who are some of the teams... You're keeping a watchful eye on that. You think maybe you're undervalued in the NFL. Well, I tell you what, they're uh, they're wagering already on the Seahawks. They're already wagering on the 49ers. I mean, those two teams every year we get business on them, no matter what. Uh, we had a lot of speculators come in early on on the Vikings. For some reason, no one's gravitating to the New Orleans Saints. And for us, that's our big sleeper because we're hardly getting any action, you know, uh, down there in Hudak country, down in Nolens. Uh, but the Rams, uh, they are still very, very lukewarm, even though they've got a new quarterback. Uh, the folks aren't traveling up the interstate yet and bringing suitcases uh, full of money. Packers, we always get our business there. Uh, extremely cold um, on the Lions. But, of course, we're getting cowboy action. I'm not sold on the Cowboys, but yet we still got a ton of liability on them. Uh, our, what about our, what about Arizona? You you always, you always talk about Arizona. You get a lot of Arizona money uh, on college yeah, we, football. What about the Cardinals? No, no, we're getting play on the Cardinals. Uh, you know, again, for me, it goes back to uh, the quarterback there, and, and and I think they'll probably have them ready to go defensively. But the division they play in so tough. You know, you look at the other teams. You look at Seattle and the 49ers, and, and what do you figure? All those teams might split with each other, home and away. So I don't know uh, unless you can work or tweak on that schedule and figure out that they have enough uh, weak links coming up through the rest of the season. I'm still going to be worried about the quarterback with his size and whether or not uh, – they'll have enough to, to make it through, whether it's wild card or through the playoffs. I mean, it's a long journey when you add that extra game to the season and then you still got the playoffs in front of you. So it all comes down to health for most of the teams. Speaking of health with the injury situation in Indy, did a bunch of people jump on Tennessee? No, but we had a bunch of people jump all over Indy, and boy, did they get some really bad news. I think right now they're hoping that uh, the quarterback only misses the first three weeks of the regular season. I think the number I heard, we could be at as much as uh, as little as three weeks and up to seven or eight weeks with the surgery. But uh, Tennessee is just, again, it's kind of a, a lukewarm team. And I just think it's because they don't get much national exposure. And then all of a sudden everybody says, hey, look, Tennessee's going to make the playoffs again. <laughs> The spot on impersonation. Is that how they say? Is that how they say it, Tony? <laughs> That's how they say it in Arkansas. Tennessee's right next to Arkansas. It's pretty much the same dialect. Hey, I never. Who's your? 
growing up in Arkansas, who's I asked you this football wise, who's your baseball team? Oh, I know. It's got to be Baltimore you know Orioles, what? right? Well, no, it wasn't. I, but really? although I did follow uh, Brooks Robinson okay. and the boys, uh, pretty much, pretty much, there our, our double A team were, were the Little Rock Travelers, and they were a uh, farm club for the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, all right. So we, I typically followed uh, our, our ball players as they went through. Uh, back in the day, they were in the Texas League, and I usually <laughs> followed those players up to. But uh, my dad was personal friends with a guy that used to play on the Milwaukee Braves. And so I always had a, a big uh, feeling towards Milwaukee Braves, Warren Spahn, uh, Joe Torrey, and, of course, Hank Aaron and Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews was another one of my favorite third basemen that played over in the National League, Steve. Johnny yeah. Sane. Don't forget Johnny Sane. You know, I mean, that, honestly, yeah. when, you, when you think about like the minor league baseball stuff, that is really cool. You know, in many places, I mean, it's a lot bigger cities now, but I'm trying to think back, boy, when I was a kid, when my brother moved to Buffalo in 1968, I think it was Daryl Knowles was pitching. They were a Senators Farm Club. I saw, a, you know, the, and then I used to go, I had cousins in Maryland, so I'd go to Senators games, and you'd follow that. Then working in Buffalo, Jim Leland, Tim Wakefield were with the Bisons, and with the, you know those guys went on, and Matt Kemp here in Vegas. You know, it, it's great to... You know, watch these guys kind of grow up right in front of your eyes. You know, it's been really spectacular. You know, I got here in the late 70s and was on and off through the 80s and sometime during the 90s and back during the new millennium. But we always had a lot of fun uh, with the Alamo, Alamar boys when we were a San Diego Padres uh, minor league team, when we were a Dodgers minor league team. Uh, you know, the, the minor leagues is the developmental stages that really elevate your better teams year after year. Some can make it with free agents, but you have to have a strong farm club. And when you look at a lot of the farm clubs that are out there, you can usually look at the teams at the very bottom and picture that their farm club is extremely weak. And whenever you can grow them from the ground up, whether it's uh, the rookie league, single A, double A, triple A, watching them move up is something else. But the hardest part, and I think any general manager will tell you, there's still a big difference between AAA and when you make it and, to the bigs, and some of the kids have to go back and forth a couple of times before they can figure it out. Tony, tell them about all the cool stuff going on down at TI. There are great restaurants, a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah, Golden Circle here. We got the uh, largest uh, sports memorabilia museum here in the Las Vegas Valley, and just by coming in and checking out the betting lines, you can see all the photographs, all the jerseys. And everything that's going on, wonderful. Our Mystere show is up and running. If you need to come get a show for ages 5 to 95, it's a beautiful show to come see. And don't forget, you know, we've opened a new food court here, and we have Popeye's chicken here. So if you're yearning for some Popeye's chicken and you're down on the strip, come by and buddy, see us here. that Popeye's chicken is right where your office used to be. I mean, you know, you, you should should have uh, special privileges. Well, we're up against oh, the clock. We're up you. against the clock, kid. We gotta go. But we love. Thank okay. you for the hospitality, buddy. It was great to see you this past week. And Tony Neville from Treasure Island, back to Vegas in a moment. When you're a winner, SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty four seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Sports Grid Radio. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're heading to the top of the hour. We got Vegas Hockey Helen coming up for you locally. Steve Carp's going to join us in studio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Scott Farrell. He'll be along the Sports Good Radio Network Series 204 at the top of the hour. But first, let's take care of some injuries, good sir. All right. In Major League Baseball, Brian, Josh Donaldson with a hamstring issue has missed like three of the last five games, including last night's game. He's questionable today versus the White Sox. For the Washington Nationals, Juan Soto with a knee injury. He has pinch hit the last two games but not been in the starting lineup. He's questionable tonight against the Mets. For the Mets, Javier Baez injured his hip on Sunday night's game. They had yesterday off. He's questionable tonight against Washington. For Boston, Chris Sale uh, with an elbow injury, expected to be activated and start Saturday's game against Baltimore. So he's back in the rotation uh, for the Red Sox. The Yankees with some bad news. Uh, Glaber Torres, a thumb injury, got placed on the IL, and he's going to miss more than the minimum. They're looking at uh, 15 to 20 games for uh, Torres to miss. And uh, Gio Urshela, with a hamstring injury, suffered a setback in his rehab. They were hoping that he would be back on Wednesday. He's going to miss at least another week now, Brian. The hits just keep on coming, kid. Yeah. The Hunter Henry thing, I'm telling you, watch out for the Patriots. That's a that's a big one. They're counting on those two tight ends, Smith and Henry. Right now they think he'll be ready for week one, but he's going to miss um, two to three weeks of the preseason, and that's about all the preseason that there is. Good stuff today. Thanks to Vinny Maliulo joining us in hour number one. Tony Neville from Treasure Island in hour number two. Tomorrow, Pac-12 preview uh, with Mark Lawrence. That will be great information. Cam Stewart, we'll get Cammy on, and we'll get you ready for the Wyndham Championship because this is the final PGA Tour event to make the top 125 for the FedEx Cup and motivated guys that are trying to Impress Podrick Harrington and Steve Stricker to get selected for the Ryder Cup. So there's some money-making opportunities. Good stuff as always. Thanks to our producer back in New York, Chris Bavona. We appreciate you joining us on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Dispensing little pearls of sports strategy wisdom like gumballs from the machine where your dad...